Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You bunch of losers! We're running with a professional here! Cue the theme song. I'm feeling a little uh, anxious, if you know what I mean. Don't mind her. She's still upset because somebody dropped a house on her sister. Never trust the living. I wonder where a guy in everyday Joe like myself can find a little action. Today, we're talking about 1998. Horror, I guess, maybe? Some comedy? It's some a fantasy. comedy. It won a horror award. Beetlegeist. I mean, Beetlejuice. I would call it a comedy. We got uh, Michael Keaton, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, with a young Winona Ryder, uh, the, uh, the rapist Jeffrey Jones, a couple other people, Robert Goulet, huh? Jeffrey Jones is actually. I just uh, learned about Jeffrey Jones yesterday. He's not, talking uh, to Colin. He's not. Uh, we talked. To, oh, you weren't here when we talked. Oh, about he's that. not right. actually a rapist. He's a pedophile. Or right, pederast. He's a pe- pedophile. Yeah. Right, he's a pedophile. We talked about that in the uh, Ferris Bueller. Well, convict. He's a convicted pedophile. Yeah, convicted. So we're not saying yeah, that. That's like, pederast. Pedophile is like a dude that likes kids. A pederast is a guy that acts on. So it. he's convicted oh. then. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. It's weird that I know that. CBS it News. Is. Well, we'll talk about that every time. It was on some documents. Don't forget. Oh, I don't want that. So Tim Burton directed this film, um, and it, I think, potentially, originally was supposed to be like a straight horror film. I've read that the original script was like going to be pretty nasty with murder and attempted rape and things like that. Yeah, like Beetlejuice was supposed to, in the original horror script, like try to rape Lydia. Yeah. He just sexually assaults her now. Which people bit. at this point, like, no, no I feel like up. back then it wasn't yeah. sexual assault though. No, he like was grabbing, he was, he was groping her. And at some point well, she was going to marry him. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So we get uh, this nice couple, the Maitlands living in a small town. Uh, they're getting ready to go on vacation, though. I don't know if it's ever really made clear what they do, that they're so happy to be going. I think on their house is their vacation home, isn't it? I think they are on I vacation. I thought they were go. Oh, maybe. That could be it. Is that their vacation home? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. I still don't get a sense of what it is they do, but they go down to the store one day to grab some supplies, and then on the way home, they swerve to avoid a dog and go off a bridge and into the water in an accident that totally doesn't look like it would kill anybody. No, that doesn't. But no. they die, and then they go into uh, the supernatural hijinks of I this I think that was their save movie. the cat moment was that they didn't want to hit a dog. And then they like swerved and killed themselves to so save one. So it's a one. save the dog moment. That dog does not yeah, pay well, them back very kindly. No, he, he fucking kills he fucks them. them. Which is I laughed. Oh, I laughed at that what scene. Is, when I don't he remember. Jumps oh, yeah. off the board and Alec Baldwin's like, ah! <laughs> oh right, he, yeah. I forgot he ba- It's a balancing act. Yeah, because he's like the one thing on the other end of that fulcrum keeping them from sliding off. And when he steps off with that arrogant little face of that's his, right. So I know um, when I watch movies today, um, it's all so predictable and just reinventing little things. This movie's idea is truly unique. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. I, I, as was, this was unfolding, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Because it's just weird. It, I it felt takes that a way stance too. and, you know, they give you the Book of the Dead and the characters are thrown in. You're just as confused as they are. Though I was really mad at them that they just wouldn't read the goddamn book. Yeah. Just read it. If it is like a stereo instructions, and and that was a funny part as well, but like read the goddamn book. They had nothing to do anyway. Yeah, it, nothing they're, to they're do. They were dead and they were stuck in the house. It so. was months, they said, before they visited that little uh, that little back room. Right? Yeah. There's a couple of smart things they did too, speeding up the story, like for them to realize they're dead when he falls, steps outside the house and falls in the sand. 
Yeah. And she pulls him back. She said it was several hours later. Yeah. And then that gives her the opportunity to now explain the things she's discovered to him. Yeah. And so that really propels the script quickly for it. The whole, the whole first setup and inciting incident is really well done. And I was really surprised how well that was going. And then I started hitting a couple speed bumps after that. Yeah. And then more. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised to hear that you were. There's a lot uh, of took issue with this movie. <laughs> well, I didn't. Like I said, I was I was very excited because I I going into it, I was like, this is not going to be good. And then like 15 minutes in, I was like, wow, the writing's pretty decent. Yeah. And then I felt like it kind of falls apart. I mean, the, so the movie embraces kind of cheesy, tacky special effects it's which, super campy yeah and and i like that they went that direction on purpose i'm sure this movie didn't cost a ton to make and it still gets its point across and it, it's i think it's just meant to be a little bit lighter that way with um you know when you see the other dead people and they're very much in the state that they died mm. um which actually weirdly enough brings me to a point why why weren't um our two main characters like bloated or wet or they looked totally normal. So, so, I, so they actively decided not to do that just for like, um, it would be a pain in the ass to always have them in wet clothes. Like uh, it was just to make like the, the little bit neater. Yeah. No. Um, I, I would, I would, they also only had a million bucks for special effects on this. So yeah, like I read impressive. that, that Tim Burton, like, like John was saying, actually it was a super, um, deliberate decision to make everything look so campy and kind of like silly because the budget was so small that it was, um, it was just the way that they kind of get the most out of the money and they play it into a gimmick almost, right? Yeah. And I, not reading anything about it, knew that that was Tim, definitely a Tim Burton decision just based on his track record and other films. But I actually oh, disagree yeah. with it being a good thing. I actually felt like years later now, it looks, it, it looked, I think it was probably, I think that doesn't hold up. I, I think that looks, it's so, they went so much in that direction. Well, let me qualify. It just looks... So it takes you out of the movie. I think it's actually offensive. Not a good, wasn't a good decision. The uh, the people's makeup, like the character makeup, and like that's a definite style. Like their caseworker Juno with her slash throat, where the smoke comes out, and the receptionist and the claymation. people in the waiting room. I like all that. The claymation stuff though, and the sand snake, two headed sandworm. Like the, I hate that whole thing. <laughs> I don't like the sand world. I don't like anything claymation. Um, them hanging themselves. Them uh, them with the the head the sculpt the you when could have taken beak out and stuff yeah even. that stuff looks weak you could have taken out there is a huge section of this movie you could have taken out to speed up this story too be, where they uh they go through the house and they they're seeing her hanging in the closet and they're spray painting the walls and stuff none of that all of that could have gone and them talking about being ghosts could have been gone and you could have just cut to them having dinner and then those guys going through the book trying to find out how to get rid of them because they go and visit their caseworker later anyway and say, you have to scare them out of the house. So why do we have all that? It was seen. That but wasn't, stuff, I, sorry. We won't throw scenes as much to set up the, the yuppie couple. That's what I thought they were. I thought they're it was so, character development because you learn about Otho, you learn about Catherine O'Hara, you learn about the uh, pedophile, and you learn about uh, Lydia. You, you, learn you get a, a good idea of all four of those in that one little grasp but you, scene. You do, but if you take that out, you learn all... Their, their characters are so thick that you learn all of that stuff anyway. True. You learn way more about Otho when he comes over for dinner and talks about his paranormal stuff. That's true. And he's a decorator. Why do we need to see him spray painting walls? Like, it's all explained to us. It's like information... 
again overload we have this information well, we're hammering he's never it. as big a douche as he is in the spray painting he's a, to- he's a douche the whole movie but he's not as big a d- like i disagree you, it, gives, <laughs> it gives me like a bigger setup of just and i'm not saying it's necessary it's totally not. You there, there was like a, a a notch over where he is the rest of the film he, he could be uh, viewed as a somewhat serious paranormal enthusiast for the rest of the movie he's also that he's obviously a yuppie and, and he's also a designer because he talks about that as well i think that's what he primarily table. is yeah he is a he's some kind of an interior but anyway so like for me like i just felt like there was a lot of information overload and because the special effects weren't good in those scenes and some of the performances aren't great anymore either i was really surprised that Catherine o'hara sometimes let me down yeah in a lot of scenes and i she used to i thought was a bright point in this movie i yeah she, i mean she does a good job of making me hate her yeah i feel like Tim Burton has a lot of blame as well, though. I don't feel like it's the actor's fault a lot of the time. It was what he was trying to go for. I don't think they were her choices necessarily. Right. I don't know, but I just, yeah, there, I found a lot of speed bumps in this movie. Just so many speed bumps. I don't know. That's like, I, I didn't pay attention to the acting being poor in this. It, it didn't occur to me. It, I think it's because the rest of the movie is kind of so silly and so campy and everything else that. Maybe like a, a less than a perfect performance just doesn't stand out in this landscape. It feels right? very well, stage play. Do you know who is really good in their role is Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Like you, I totally buy into him, like his character or not. His character is only in the movie for 17 minutes of the hour and a half running time, which is really surprising. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, even though like him is the way he acts, like he is Beetlejuice and, and he's super annoying and, and offensive. He, I guess he had libbed most of his lines. 90 wrote the movie 90 percent or something like that yeah which makes sense because like his characters wouldn't need to say anything super planned but i'm i'm wondering if i actually like all the parts of this movie without beetlejuice more like i might have actually liked to see more of the the maitlands struggling to try and scare these people out of their home rather than have a lot of beetlejuice and all the stuff he does and so this brings it into the, the final act of the movie which just seems to come out of nowhere and be so rushed yeah, like there's there was never ever one point in the movie where he talked about having to marry anyone, no. and then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he's like, "Now all of a sudden, this is the thing that I need to do with five minutes left in the movie. Is I need you to marry me." It's yeah. just like, wh- wh- where is this coming from? And yeah. then she really she, falls she apart. rides the sandworm in through the roof. How the fuck did any of that even happen? Like, yeah. did she make a deal with the sandworm and say, "Oh, you can have Beetlejuice," and be like, "And and it can come in through the house." Yeah, how can it come it into the re- regular world? So there's a few things like that. There's also a, a few inconsistencies with Beetlejuice's powers, I guess, because they they first call him, they go, they shrink down into the miniature, and then she says, "Home, home, home," and then they're big, and he's not bothering them at that point. So like, do they call his name to summon him, but then they have to make a deal with him for him to be effective? Like that's never quite clear. And so that's always more confusing for me than anything else. Like when, when is he going to be a danger? um, And when is he not? Because he's, he doesn't even really try and, I mean, he's, he calls the Maitland stupid. Hmm. Um, So is his driving factor that he wants to um, remove the Dietzes or is this driving factor that he wanted to marry Lydia or I'm not too sure. Yeah. I, I, and to tell you the truth, it's you're right that it was confusing because that Calypso scene, right? Um, they don't call him for the Calypso scene. Those guys sit down at dinner, right? And then all of a sudden that it's stuff starts. Maitlands. She's like, Dayo. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the Maitlands. Yeah. Right. It'd be, that's never something that they've had even close no. to the power to how do, do they before. Know how so to do all that? of a sudden they yeah. throw out like, like that is 
that's Beetlejuice level yeah. haunting yeah. shit. Do you Agreed. know what I mean? Like Agreed. they have the big fucking shrimp hands yeah, the come shrimp over this stuff. Like up. that level of terror is surprising. And so for them to dial it back to those faces or for those faces to be even like a prelude or I can't remember if they come before or after, but it, terrible. And why would those faces like once again, they, they she already the, their caseworker Juno makes fun of them for hanging themselves in the closet or being head cut off on the floor when they can't be seen. Yeah. So why will they suddenly be able to see them with their big stretched out faces? And like it's only Lydia they're gonna scare, and they do scare the fuck out of her. Yeah. Only to revert she's the back. only one who can see them. Yeah. Again. yeah. And then have a reverted moment where Alec Baldwin has the giant nose, and that's all funny. Yeah. So like that doesn't make a lot of sense either. And Juno, as their caseworker, basically tells them how to summon Beetlejuice and then gives them a real shitty excuse not to do it and then won't help them, pretty much forcing them into it. I know, and her explanation for the backstory of Beetlejuice not only was unnecessary, but like, you don't need to know any more than Beetlejuice than what he gave on the ad. And then she says, don't summon him, it's a bad idea, and then leaves. That's all she needed to do. But instead she's like, he was my assistant. Yeah, and then he went bad. It's just like shut the fuck up and like stop explaining Beetlejuice. I don't need you to explain Beetlejuice. The expression, the explanation is stupid. This is bad. Like all of that's terrible. That gives an interesting perspective <clears throat> on the afterlife too, because if you take your own life, you're a civil servant. Right? Yeah, that's the that rule. Was, that's funny. So that implies that Beetlejuice was alive at one point and slid his wrists or something, hung himself. I think is supposed to be the thing. And yeah, because like, his died, girlfriend right? left him. I don't know. But he is actually matter. gets out of civil service by being i guess a huge d-bag and then it becomes like the most powerful demon actually basically right like there's no one else that's even close to that power in there like so it th that you see anyways like yeah. all the rest of those dead people just are chilling out like like waiting room kind of doctor's yeah like office, is it right? a is it a matter of practicing it and he just practices it or just yeah it doesn't make any sense why he has more and why is he the one that can only be someone like was that a curse put on him or something yeah like, no or is there worse out there but he's just this he's like the the used car salesman you know, yeah used car salesman yeah, 10 totally 10 o'clock p.m local uh, lawyer ad on yeah. tv like come with me and i will get you off of your tickets right so Maybe there are like actually dangerous people in this universe that we don't get to see or get introduced to, but none of that is ever set up. Like Beetlejuice might be the worst of the worst. What happens if they get eaten by that sandworm? Are they dead again forever? Like that whole hall of the lost souls that they run into. And that's, that doesn't make any like. And that's also the explanation why explanations make things worse a lot of times in movies is because if she. Once she starts trying to explain Beetlejuice's origins, it opens up the door to a whole bunch of other questions that don't have answers and don't make sense. So if yeah. she would have just said, yeah, he's this crazy bot. What, what is he called? A bi? A bio-exorcist. Yeah, and she's like, but don't use him because he causes more trouble than good. Like, I, I, I would recommend that you stay away from him, period. Then you don't open up the door to like, how did he become this? Yeah. Like you, there's no, you don't need to explain it. Like it's so, explained already. It is, yeah. And so what are the stakes when you think about it? Like the Maitlands are dead. They want these people out of their house, but is it going to be the worst thing for them to have to live with them? They see time differently. So the, the Dietzes will be dead before too long anyway. There's not really any significant stakes until Lydia is going to marry Beetlejuice and that's all introduced and resolved within five minutes anyway. Yeah. So like, I don't really care. Like, I don't feel like anyone's at threat here. Like if you liked the Dietzes, then maybe um, Beetlejuice going after them would be like, you'd, you'd feel for them and be like, oh, don't kill them, please. But you hate them. 
So kill them. I don't care. Like, just because Robert Goulet shows up with his magical voice. <laughs> and what happened to them? Are they dead? They got, like, flicked through the ceiling. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that they are dead for sure. Yeah. So. Oh, and are, are the are the Dietzes dead too? Because they're reading the dead manual. Well, Otho the, picks up the manual, which is weird. No, I mean, point. at the end, though, of the movie, and, like, if you, I'm sure you've all seen this movie, everybody that's listening, but at the end of the movie, it shows her dancing with, yeah, with the and then it shows her parents upstairs, and he's reading like a magazine version of that manual, and she's like, "Oh, Lydia must have got an A on her test or whatever." And I'm like, "So are they dead? Because they're up in the attic reading a manual." I don't think so, because Otho picks up that book earlier when he's in the when That's the true. thing he steals it. So, no, I know, but so that was possible. a hard, it was a hard that was a hard cover book, well, and, yeah. and, and but they were reading. They got a, they got a fucking periodical, maybe. They I don't know. they were reading a like different version of that manual, and upstairs in the attic where the original ghosts were. So I was wondering if that was a wink to say that I I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying they are dead. Yeah, I'm just asking what you guys thought. Yeah, yeah, it didn't occur to me. I it, didn't I didn't even think about that. Um. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So they just hang out in the attic now, and well, then the, the other ones about the book, I guess. But like, no, but why are they in the attic? And the and the ghosts who I are now he was in a study reading it, not in the attic. Maybe they're in the study. Yeah. But so now they're just sharing the house with them and stuff. And those yeah, guys are kind of the parents who like give her yeah. pats on the back for her grades, and they ignore, still well, ignore think, their daughter. I think Jesus. I think that's <laughs> quite the leaf. I don't for think one so. Scene where she comes home. I don't they're think so. Ghosts, so it'd be like the most special thing ever. And those guys would be like, this will probably be somewhat recently after the resolution of the scene, right? Of that, like when they finally come to terms and they're all friends and well, the they're going to stay and live together and the rest of it, right? Um, I, I just kind of get the impression that they're like a like a non-sex having and polyamorous think, uh, relationship. And I think they were like cleaning the house and stuff too. They I may I guess they must have come and the house was fixed and Lydia was in school now, so this would have been months later. Yeah, and can they like the uh, the Dietzes could see them after they were summoned into the w wedding dress and suit, and then they aged. But they couldn't see them before that, so now they can. But can they see them I, I, that's, in the I, now? There was an explanation that if you Lit accepted the weird, then you could see it. So oh, maybe now I that guess. they know there's a weirdness, they I, who know <laughs> fucking knows. It's yeah. pretty thin. Lydia's typical '90s dark grungeness. Oh like she couldn't the be any more girl. cliche. Yeah. Like, uh, my whole life is a dark room. <laughs> That's the <laughs> '90s in one sentence. Would, so yeah, here's here's true. a here's a weird question though, because she's all into suicide, and and with society's view on on suicide today, you might not see that kind of character in today's movie. That's However. Great. For someone who would want to commit suicide, um, knowing that you would become a ghost in some way, shape, or form, possibly even a civil servant, would you still have the desire to commit suicide? Probably would have already. Or would you stop wearing dark makeup and dress a little bit lighter like Winona Ryder's character in this? She's like, gets over it, and then all of a sudden she's like a quote-unquote normal girl. That she's was just her goth, goth That was her goth stage. Yeah, I Now guess. she's like uh, living in the small town. Like, she has to fit in. Yeah, actually, if you know that you're going to be at a DMV counter for the rest of your life, you're probably <laughs> going to just let your life go naturally. Um, what do, else? Danny Elfman, baby. Yeah. The see, best. See, I, I'm the exact opposite. I know, I know you're not a fan. Oh, I fucking love Danny Actually, Elfman. this what? movie is probably the reason why I started hating Danny Elfman. Because this music, like this, is the to me, is the worst weird pandering it's so it's so Where simple. Where was that used again? Though? It's so Some simple. other movie Pee -wee, or Pee Wee. He did the music for Pee Wee Herman. The I think it's Pee almost the same, is like isn't it? He Simpsons does the has Simpsons. a little bit of it. That's he's Danny very, Elfman. He's very um, 
very consistent with his sound. I know. That's why I hate it. I mean, if you don't like that sound, then you don't like Danny Elfman. That's oh, that's the, what it is. It's just so weird. I mean, it matches Burton perfectly because yeah. Burton's campy. At, like that's that's one of the things that makes this movie actually work is that the music is as campy as the effects are, as the story is, as the characters are. Like the thing is, is that all of these things put separately into like a movie that's trying to be serious or trying to be something else. Probably doesn't pull it off as well, but Beetlejuice never tries to be anything but a hundred percent fucking kind of and, shitty. And like, I would flip coin that and say that this is a giant mess, and the music adds to the fucking mess. Oh, that's that's how I see this movie. I think it's beautiful garbage harmony. I see it's just a a mess of. I want to say garbage. I, it's like, it's a mess of tone. It's a mess of humor. It's a mess of of special effects, and like nothing seems consistent anymore. The lighting, only the lighting. It's bright and sunny <laughs> when they're alive, and then when they're when they're dead, everything dark. is dark and like gra- until the end, but and but, grainy. Yeah. So like they have that. So he kind of, but I actually hate the lighting after they're dead and find it like really bad. So for the majority of the movie, I can't stand the the look of the film. You know what's funny too is um, when they are alive, which isn't for long. Their place is like all wallpapered and and whatever. And then after the Dietzes do the upgrades to the house and make it quote unquote modern, artsy, Art Deco bullshit style, uh, it actually fits with the Land of the Dead more. Yes, in style, and then the color, like you say, adds to it. So I mean, I, like. That kind of stuff, I, I think like the, the set design and, and, and costumes and all that kind of stuff, for me anyway, work. It's it's the claymation and other things that, that take me out of it. Um, but I think there's some major issues with the story where I'm fine with this being like a, I don't even know if you could put the horror quote on this because none of this like make me jump or scream. Like no, there's monsters so. in it. And, and so I, I guess- I think it's listed a com- as a comedy It should anyway. be a straight comedy. Um, yeah. I just wish they had have added a bit more to the story um, to carry it through at the end and done something a little bit different with the Beetlejuice character to, to raise the stakes of what we're actually facing. I agree here. with the stakes because, I mean, they go through a lot in the beginning really well, by the way, because I'm telling you, the first 15 of the minutes of this movie is so solid. And that's why I feel like I almost got betrayed because I, I started to get, I went in low expectations and I started to get really excited because they set up like right away that these, this house means everything to these people. She gives him the uh, oil, the table oil, and he gives her the wallpaper. And they have the model of the town, and uh, and they're going, they're going to the store to get like something for the model. And they're both. I think they're almost part of their vacation is they're gonna fix the house and make it the, to their own. That's the thing is it's not a vacation house. I think it's their house. Their staycation fixing their house. And That's then what I even yeah. that woman comes. Even that woman comes to them and tries to buy it from them. And they say they're never gonna sell it, no matter how much money. So once again, good writing and reinforcing that this house means everything to them. But then John's right. Once the movie begins and you realize all the stakes are is. They might have to share the house with someone they don't like. Those stakes aren't that great. Like, like, so I don't have like, I'm not worried about them other than that they're going to be annoyed and have to live with someone. Like, yeah. that's yeah, not that's, a real. That's just I'm going to have a bad and, roommate. Oh well, yeah. you know. So until the <laughs> ending when he's trying to kill them with their wedding dresses and make them old and stuff, there's really no stakes he, for and, like and, 90 minutes. Yeah, and Beetlejuice doesn't even do that. That's Otho being a, a oh a right, stupid I idiot. It was and Beetlejuice actually kind of saves them. He just waves his hand, but then yeah, and and why does them saying Beetlejuice three times while he's getting married? Why would that stop him? I, it's I, so inconsistent. 
<laughs> that's what I mean. That's annoying. He's like, ee, and then putting shit over their mouth. And I'm like, well, you're already here. So like, is saying your name again going to ruin something? I guess or? saying his name three times gets rid of him, but that's never established in dialogue. No, it, it summons yeah. him, but it also gets rid of it's him. Not, they, they, don't get rid say, of him. they get rid of him another time with it. But how do they know that? It's not, No one ever told them that. That's what I'm saying. It's never yeah. talked about that that's the way you call and get rid of they him. They also well, figure I mean, the name I'm, out I'm quickly. allowed to to think that that's a pretty obvious leap. If I summon you with saying your name three times, if I'm not a complete fucking moron, I'm probably going to try that first to get rid of it. I'm me. not saying you yeah, would maybe. try it, but it's not established. Not to, not, you guys didn't figure that. So that wasn't my like subtle way of calling you guys idiots. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I'm <laughs> just saying, fuck. I'm just saying the <laughs> fact, the, the like only, you, the only, clearly. the only indication that that is what gets rid of him is his reactions to them doing it. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, but so then you like, like Brent said, you take the leap and you're like, oh, so he, you call him and get rid of him the same way. Well, but they already did before. She catches him earlier and she goes, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And he goes, Psh, pops away. And how come she didn't say it that fast yeah. at the end of the movie? Well, She's like, Beetlejuice, super slow. Yeah, and then he throws some over her mouth. So it's annoying. like, what? So annoying. <laughs> that was the and worst like, attempt. Um, <laughs> also, like when they first get the flyer and Alec Baldwin's reading it, he calls him Beetlegeist, which is great because, you know, until the internet's big, not everybody would know that Beetlejuice is a, is a red star in Orion's uh, constellation. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> they call him Beetlegeist. I did not know that right of, now. Out of nowhere. I, how do you know that? <laughs> I, I took astronomy a bit. Um, Gina Davis uh, actually, without any prompt or anything, suddenly just knows to say Beetlejuice. And she's all looking clever. She's like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, say it. And so I'm like, how the, how the fuck did she know? Like, how did it go from Beetlegeist to, Beetle to Beetlejuice? Juice. No one told them. No, I know. They're There's German. Look at, look at Jeffrey, uh, whatever. The Beetle breakfast. And they Beetle established the Dark Knight of the Souls. Someone, uh, she's so stupid. Yeah, that Some, is really stupid. Someone mentioned this earlier, the, where they look into the Well of the Souls. And yeah. th th that's only established because, uh, because if, I think if Otho kills them, then they're going to end that's up there That's where they something. go. So that's not explained. I don't know. That's just also, not enough. not too bad. Those guys are just floating around in nothingness. Like yeah. that seems. They get to look cash. through a window at the janitor every once in a while. They're like, like, ooh, ooh that's, we're that's not the worst. <laughs> and I also find the humor with the ghosts is no longer funny. Where where the in the waiting room where the the flat people who got crushed are floating by and you know what I mean. I just and and her with the football team. I think there was one line in there I laughed about where they keep calling her coach. But and he goes, hey coach. Yeah. I don't think we survived the crash. Yeah, I think that was the line I might have laughed at. But uh, other than <laughs> that, I don't think there was anything really remotely humorous about that anymore. Not really. It's so once again, I don't feel like the humor even holds up I in a lot of sections. And the, the ghosts, the bureaucratic part of it are, are all very concerned with revealing that ghosts exist to the living world. But then it's just kind of unplainly put that people like Lydia can see ghosts. So... There'd be enough of those in the world, people open to seeing the kind of shit that they would have torn the it, it, broke bro broke that story wide open. So yeah, just the, the little tidbits you give, and then you don't explain, but it's just enough to put it in your head and be like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I feel like that is also like just thinking about it now is a is a staple of bad writing is uh, is overwriting stuff and then not explaining it. If you pull back in a lot of those areas and don't go down those roads, the audience aren't going to think of that well there's a lot of contradictions through that like if it's so important that you guys don't discover that the that ghosts are real then why are you setting these two to haunt the house with they clearly don't know how like they they're not doing a good job they're exposing you to risk so 
why are you just like totally ignoring them as their caseworker and you won't give them any assistance? Like in that case, somebody should step in like a yeah. professional Beetlejuice, not like a wild man, but like someone who is a bio exorcist who takes their job maybe a little bit more seriously. Why wouldn't that be the solution instead um, of just letting these fucking inept newbies like try to haunt the yeah. That's through. a good idea. And then you could have like a good guy and a bad guy. You could have this good guy trying to help them and the bad guy trying to yeah, hurt that's, them. That's then actually you could draw great. that out into a little bit. We fucking um, did it again. We solved it. I know. And and then like the other <laughs> if thing. If it needs to be solved though. <laughs> what, is, what is the bureaucracy of the dead world? I don't get it with all the the paperwork and everything else they're doing. I don't know what their jobs the are. suicide cases... Um, Made Dude. that because they like life to be difficult. Maybe. And death too. I guess. Yeah, they gotta have some purpose in afterlife so they build up a huge bureaucracy. <laughs> I think the really ideas know. the ideas on paper could have been turned into something better than what it was for sure. Well it sounds like they already turned it around. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna call this unless you guys have more you Turn, want to go turned on, what around. I, I just have one uh, little tidbit of knowledge, like a little factoid, <laughs> was that uh, Keaton and Winona Ryder had signed on for Beetlejuice two Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. I heard about that. And I read that they were still trying to get the project um, going as recently as 2015. The studio was still Jesus. trying to get Beetlejuice to Beetlejuice and goes a, to Hawaii. There was a cartoon. There was there a was, cartoon that ran for many years. There was too. Did Michael Keaton voice Beetlejuice? No. It's perfect I'm for a cartoon sure. though. If you think about it, like yeah. especially like those old. like It uh, felt like a cartoon kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. But did uh, Winola I, I think Winola Ryder was the voice of uh, the cartoon. Might have been. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I yeah, can't I'm recall not sure. at all. I didn't watch. Car I saw the cartoon flipping through cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> but I never watched it. Like maybe maybe Keaton would look at this and be like the, the character of Beetlejuice was underused or underutilized or could have been done different. So, but I don't know how Hawaii I would, would have fixed any of that. But I would usually argue that the last... Beetlejuice is more. Yeah, he's in the, the, he's in the, the movie. title character, though. Yeah. No, I know, but it's like the shark or the dinosaurs. If you if he's around all the time, the, the mysticism of him becomes boring, and and he just becomes a regular character. Yeah, well, eventually yeah. he's gonna start like some big, uh, you know, story about his life or something else. If he's the main character in there, it's gonna get boring. For yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, what I meant before calling on um, that they already changed things was that they already had one script where it was all serious and horror and then they changed it to be comedy so I guess they just didn't take that third pass they must have been pushing through to get this thing made um, so they, which they, happens they probably a lot yeah no doubt so I mean at some point you gotta draw a line in the sand and make the movie and then you gotta deal with what you get you know in shooting and editing and all that stuff but I just I don't know so, so for me this movie doesn't hold up um, I was really surprised when I was going through to find it and it had like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and huge marks on IMDb. I don't get the allure. Uh, I love the idea. And, and again, I, I loved how original this seemed. And I think like Colin, the first 15 minutes, I was like pumped and all I could see was potential. And then when things started happening pretty much around when they start to like summon Beetlejuice for the first time, by the time that hits, I'm less interested and felt like there could have been another movie in here to, uh, to pull out and be as entertaining and challenging and just based all in this weird world. The world is the draw, not not the characters or what they're doing. Um, and a few of the effects took me even further out. So there you go. Um, so not not a hold up for me. I think also I would have uh, I would have liked them to go a different direction with that too. I, I feel like the uh, the them what happens after you die is more interesting than what happens in that house. So I almost feel like there's like a bunch of missed opportunities. I mean, you would have had to have made a completely different movie, but I also, and I also like Brent's suggestion of adding a 
someone who actually does help them, like they, they're assigned a person to like, that would have made the story so much more interesting. And then you'd have had this like, this, this good versus evil and death that are kind of pulling these two people in different directions to try and like get what they want. Yeah. I just felt like if a lot of it just felt so flat and, uh, and that's the ending. When you kill endings for me, I, I'm get really angry and I really hated the ending of this movie for all the reasons we talked about. It was rushed. It didn't make any sense. They added stuff yeah. at the end, just out of the blue. Like there feels like a whole third act that was just cut. And, and I feel right like the special the effects you can have. And I've said this many times, you can have bad special effects with good screenplays, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't have bad special effects and a bad script. That just does not work. Like you can't have both. And the special effects are so bad. If you watch a movie like Moon, the special effects aren't great, but they're subtle enough that you don't pay that much attention to when his rover is driving on the moon. But there's when you have... A, there's not a lot needed. No, but yeah. when you have all this over this oversaturated color and, and claymation and stuff like that, it, it really stands out and, and to me now as a mistake where at the time in the 80s it was fine so i mean i feel like just dated so quickly it's like a bad building a bad building architecturally and it five years later you're like that's a terrible building that's what this movie is to me terrible (laughs) building um yeah i don't disagree uh with you guys on your points i i think that uh like what you're saying about the bad script and then the bad uh special effects I do think that they they went a direction like we talked about trying to make the most out of a bad situation not having the budget to really do uh, the good special effects because i think they the technology was there that they could have had something a little bit um more substantial but um i think that there's a lot of missed opportunities maybe that afterworld um the whole the whole point of that uh whatever it was the waiting room and all the rest of that stuff like probably could have been totally cut and you could have brought in a whole new angle to that movie Cause there's nothing really that happens with that. Like you get, you get information basically that, that kind of fills you in on the details of the world, but there is no real, um, component to that, that adds to anything I feel. So that could be wasted time. I mean, it's funny and it's kind of amusing and I don't hate it even now, like seeing people like that. I still think it's kind of amusing to see like the civil servants of suicide and you could see everyone in their status of like how they died and all that stuff. But it's, um, there, there's some fat to this movie, and I think that um, it was well-intended, but did not carry through to today. And I love this movie, and I'll still watch it if it's ever on TV, but I, did, I it doesn't hold up. Dun, dun, dun. No! Sandworm for this movie. But Michael Keaton, I fucking love because of this movie, first and foremost. I like him yeah. Birdman. <laughs> yeah. No, I, every scene that that, that um, Beetlejuice is doing his thing, I, I laugh because he's just so over the top. I think I did laugh at Beetlejuice a couple of times. Yeah, he's I like trying to grab her crotch and and kissing them, and he's so his laugh, over. like and his makeup and everything is just perfect for for that character. And whether I wanted to see more of him or not, that's not a question. It, it's yeah, I don't the, think the, I the story. To see more of him. The the story should have been better built around him as the character and. Um, yeah, the good maybe good versus evil where there was another Beetlejuice type character. Like I can't remember the line where he's like, "Yeah, fucking whatever," and then he grabs his crotch. And he's yeah. honk, honk, honk. like that. Like that's so fucking <laughs> stupid, but it makes me laugh even this time when I watched it. I like. I yeah, laughed. I think I laughed at those parts too. Yeah, I do like I do like a couple of things they did with the model where they incorporated the model and stuff. I actually felt like the model set 
where they dug him up was one of the most expensive sets. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. It looked great, and uh, there were things about this movie that I still like. Those little touches, yeah. Got like are when they intercut the credits with yeah, the helicopter with the shot with the model. It mm-hmm. was so funny. I, I was watching that with with my spouse, and she was like, "That's a model," when it was on the last shot of the host, and I was like, yeah, "It is a model." Yeah. <laughs> and that was smart. Yeah. And I was watching really closely this time for when they cut from reality to the model, and I finally saw the cut. Yeah, but I'd never before seen where where they switched from the reality to the the fake model. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting and fun to see too. There's, it was definitely worth another watch, but I would never watch this again. Yeah, <laughs> unlike unlike a lot of the stuff we watched, this didn't feel like wasted time to me, even though it was. It was not short. A hold Thank God it was short. Yeah. Thank God it was. Yeah, short. And if I this was still, a two hour movie, I'd be pissed. And if I edited it, I would cut out twenty. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be twenty minute movie. <laughs> no, I would have been twenty twenty five. We've been gone. And I think it would have made it stronger, but yeah. I still don't, I still don't think it could have been saved in editing. Yeah. All right, Beetle Geist, you heard it here. Two thumbs down, stinker. This thing should stay dead. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.